Welcome to Free Upgrade. Great to see you today. We are actually very excited about upgrading uh, a village, a town in India from dirty water to clean water. And since you already have your phones out and you're thinking about it, maybe you have a friend or a family member who is not here and you want to invite them to the food trucks to come and eat because whatever we eat out there, whatever we spend, 20% is going to go back and we're going to put 100% of that 20% to build this well, and we hope that you will come back next week to hear about how we did. Did we, were we able to raise enough money in order to build the well? We have another piece of really good news. So some of you are aware that we're doing a service down on K Street in the midst of the biggest lobbying machine on the planet on K Street, and we're doing a service at uh, Look. It's a, a club down there called Look. We're calling it Look at Grace. It happens every Wednesday night at 6.30. They wanted to get in on the action, and so they are giving us a kickback at happy hour this week, 20% of everything towards building a well in India. And we had somebody say, hey, look, uh, whatever is raised from that 20%, I will match it. So it gets, gets, keeps getting better. Isn't that awesome? You heard, yeah, it's great. You heard, what, you heard what Derek said just a moment ago about the people in hospitals. Look, water is a huge deal. Jesus said, give a cup of cold water in my name. And he didn't mean give a cup of cold, dirty water in my name. Give a cup of cold, clean water. Clean water is huge. And people around this planet in some areas of the world are walking hours and hours every single day just to find water that's maybe kind of partially clean. If you and I drank that water, we would get sick. Do you know what I'm saying? Right? Anybody ever been sick from drinking bad water? I have. And so we have this awesome opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. So how many times you get to eat lunch or go to a happy hour and change somebody's world? Huh? Doesn't happen often. So this is really cool. We're excited about it. All right. Free upgrade. We are talking about this incredible passage in Galatians chapter 5 that lists nine character traits that we all want. And we're going to talk about the nine character traits. I'm not going to talk about all about them today. There's nine of them. We're talking about three of them today, but really briefly, because what this is really about is about being influenced by the Holy Spirit. Being influenced, because that's where it starts. Being influenced, making the Holy Spirit a priority in our lives. This is what Jesus says that we must do in order for us to be the people that we already want to be. Okay? So who is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's God. Holy Spirit's not an it. Holy Spirit is a he. Holy Spirit is a person. Right? The Holy Spirit can be grieved, we're told in scriptures. So the Holy Spirit can, you know, be in our lives. Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not just leaving you. I'm going to have my spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to be present in your life. I'm not just going to leave you alone as orphans. I will always be with you. When somebody accepts Christ as Savior, somebody says, you know, I trust you, Jesus, as my Savior. Jesus says, here's what happens. The Holy Spirit actually, think about this, enters into our life. Now, here's the problem. Far too often, we forget about this. We just do. It doesn't have a high priority level. It has a low priority level. And what Jesus says is you must always maintain a very high. And this is what he says to his disciples. He says, look, don't leave this city until you have been clothed with power. And by that, he said, I mean the Holy Spirit. Wait on, prioritize the work and the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit in your life. These character traits we're going to talk about this morning, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all these things, to be a good person, to be a kind person, to be a person who's disciplined, a person not, that's not living a, a life that's out of control. These are the things that we want. We want to be with people who have these nine character traits. We want to be people 
people who have these nine. Like if you were stranded on an island, you would wish, you would hope and pray that you would be with this kind of person. You don't want to be with somebody who's negative and is rude and is mean. You want to be with this kind of... If you're married, you want to be married to this kind of person. You'd be a better husband or a wife. You'd be a better parent if you were this kind of person. You want to work with people like this. You want your coworkers. You want your boss to be like this. The thing is, it's far too often if we, we forget about the Holy Spirit. And when we do, it's almost like driving a Ferrari and you're never getting out of first gear. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine being cut loose on the Autobahn in a Ferrari or a Corvette or something and you never get out of first gear? That would be one of the worst, most terrible things to ever happen in the world. There's all these gears and there's all this speed and there's all this power. Is the Holy Spirit a priority in your life? This is really what it comes down to. Look, we can talk about being loving, we can talk about being patient, we can talk about being kind, but we're getting nowhere unless we're talking about making the Holy Spirit a priority in our life on a daily basis. Jesus says you should clothe yourself with the Spirit. Look, you clothed yourself this morning, and gosh, we are very grateful that you did, okay? (laughs) It is awesome. Did you clothe yourself with the Spirit? Did you clothe, is what it all comes down to. Okay, let's read these verses. Galatians 5. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. When it says the word flesh, I mean, like, what? what is that supposed to mean? It just means all those things that battle in you to be impatient or to be rude or to act in a... Uh, to be a coward, actually. We're going to get into that in a minute. Love means to be courageous. It means to act like a coward or to be undisciplined. All right, So that's what it means when it says flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do whatever you want. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which means patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And I'll say one thing before I pray. This is a really, really important thing. We had a problem this past week, didn't we? We had a problem this past week down in Charleston. All right? We had a problem again in this country. I want to say something to you that's an absolute fact, everybody. We're told on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down that... People spoke in all languages. Language, everybody, is what separates cultures and separates people and separates skin color and separates social status. Language is what is represented in the Bible by that. And we're told when the Spirit, boom, came down and those followers of Jesus Christ made the Holy Spirit a priority that all those barriers and all those walls came down. Now, I want to give you a fact. This is a fact, Jack, and I want you to remember this. Across this globe, all over this world, where there's all kinds of separation between skin color and social status, it is a fact, everybody, in churches that prioritize the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy, they say, hey, we really want your influence in our life, Holy Spirit. That those institutions are the most culturally diverse institutions on the planet. Did I, did you hear what I just said? Somebody should say, whoa. Somebody out there should say, whoa. Are you serious? Thank you very much. Listen, we have a major problem. And I'm not talking about, I, I, I told you what the scripture said, but I just told you a fact. That across this globe, the most culturally diverse institutions on this planet are places where they put the Holy Spirit as a place of priority. That is powerful. That's something we can hang our hat on. You know what, everybody? Come down, Holy Spirit. Because we surely need your help. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much, God, that you don't leave us as orphans. You leave us with hope and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we're thankful that you're here right now in this place. And we're thankful that you're giving us hope. And we're thankful that even when we are going through difficult times and we can't, how are we going to straighten this out? That your very presence, by prioritizing you, that you could straighten things out in a powerful way. And we see that example all over this world. I pray as we begin this series that we would make you, Holy Spirit, a priority every single day for the next three weeks, that we'd wake up every morning as we clothe ourselves, we'd say, clothe me, Holy Spirit, with your power and help me to be the person that I want to be and that Jesus wants me to be. In your holy name, amen. Make the Holy Spirit a priority. So this is what we're talking about. We want to be people who are faithful, courageous, disciplined, patient. We want these nine character traits. Nobody out here is aspiring to be an impatient, rude jerk, right? I know some of us, maybe you look at people and say, man, they're really trying hard to be a jerk. They actually aren't. We want to be, right? We want to be this thing, but we struggle with it. And we, there's times we can conversate. Have you ever had a conversation where you said, you know, going into it, you said, you know what? I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm going to hold my tongue. Hold my tongue. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. And you get it. And what do you do? You don't hold your tongue. You say it. Oh, I'm so stupid. Why can't I? The Holy Spirit gives us power, gives us power to do and to be what we already want to be. I want you to think about the disciples. You have the disciples. This is so incredible. The disciples hang out with Jesus for three years. They're around Jesus Christ, the most influential person on this entire planet, right? They're with him for three years exclusively. They're watching him. They're learning from him. He's teaching and they were still cowards. They were still unfaithful and rude. There was a point. And, and when Jesus was with them one time, they go to this, they go to this town. The town says, we don't want you here. And the disciples turn to Jesus. What do they say? What do the selfish people say? They say, Jesus, you want us to call fire down out of heaven and just kill, level this entire town? You want us to do that? Well, what happens is after the Holy Spirit arrives, you don't see them acting that way. What happens? So you have the disciples. They hang out with Jesus for three years, and Jesus says, it's not enough. You're not ready. You're not ready for this world. After three years with me, you're not ready. Then Jesus dies on a cross, and Jesus says, you know what? You're still not ready. Then Jesus rises from the dead, and they hang out with him for 40 days, and Jesus says, what? You're still not ready. What flipped the switch? How did cowards become courageous? How did the selfish become selfless? How did the impatient become patient? Because we all of a sudden see this massive flip of a switch in their lives. And the difference, the factor in between the two was the clothing of the power, was the influence of the Holy Spirit in his life. And the Holy Spirit can do that for them. What Jesus is saying, the Holy Spirit can do that for you and me. The Holy Spirit can change our lives. We have to make the Holy Spirit a priority in our lives. So there's nine of these character traits. I'm going to talk to you very briefly about three, and then we're going to go back and talk about the priority of the Spirit and what, what the Scriptures have to say about that. Love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace. There's the first three of the nine. This is what we want. Love, joy, peace. Agape is the word that is used here. It's a Greek word. It means perfect love. The opposite of agape is fear. Why would it be fear? Fear because of this. You know, you are afraid. You say, well, what about me? Because agape love is completely selfless, and the opposite of it is to be selfish. And why does fear come in? Because we're fearful. Like, okay, well, what about me? Who's going to take care of me? Well, somebody who is courageous can be selfless and think about other people. 
That's what it means to be loving. The second is to have joy. It means to be hopeful in a hopeless situation. You ever been in a tight situation, a difficult, a stressful situation, and all of a sudden, boom, just lose all hope and you get real negative? Well, it says the Holy Spirit can work in our life where we can see light instead of darkness, hope instead of hopelessness. Wouldn't that be an awesome thing to have? You want to be around people that are influenced by the Spirit and they have joy, don't you? You've been around people. If you're sitting next to the person, don't do a lot of stuff right now, okay? Just stay calm. But you know, you walk away from certain people and you just feel completely depleted. It's just like somebody just sucked the life right out of you. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you're around certain people. You're like, man, I can't be around that person enough. It just fills me up. Those are people of joy. They lift others up. And then peace. Peace the opposite is to have worry and anxiety. So I have news for you, everybody. You live in a stressed out city. Did anybody realize that? Does anybody know that you live in, in a stressed out city? And so what, what the scriptures is telling us by the influence of the Holy Spirit, by the prioritizing the Spirit in our life, that we can survive a stress storm. I know there's another way to say that, but we can survive this stress, right? Right? We can deal with it. We can have peace in the midst of all this stress and this worry. And in addition to all the things that we want to be, and that God wants us to be, and we want to do better, and we try hard, and then we fail, and we're like, oh my gosh, and we feel bad about ourselves. We live in a city, in a city that puts lots of pressure on us, lots of stress on us to be better people, to have our act together. You look at people around you at work, or your friends, or circles, or whatever, on Facebook, like, oh man, they just got their act so much together. Arlington County is so sophisticated, so together, so educated, and now we learn that Arlington County is so hip, hip. Arlington County was just voted the seventh most hippest city in the United States of America. How many of you knew that? How many of you know that, right? You're surrounded by all these cool, hip, awesome people. And all that does is add more pressure to your life. So take out your cell phones. Go ahead, take out your cell phones. Cell phone in church. See, when we're done, then you can just like say, well... Texting your friends or whatever, right? Just keeping up during the message. This is what we want to do. What is the most hippest? What is the number one hippest city in the United States? And we're going to vote on this. And I'm going to give you these five choices. New York City. Boy, they're pretty hip there. Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay. Boulder, Colorado. Austin, Texas. Everybody loves Austin, Texas. I don't know why I won't visit that city because it's down in Texas. I have an issue with people from Texas. Palo Alto, California. There's your five choices. Let's see who wins the race. You got about 10 seconds uh, to do it up. Okay. That's about the same thing. I'm surprised. Oh yeah. 1% for Hoboken. Okay. All right. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you who won the first service, right? It was, uh, it was Austin, Texas, won by a very narrow margin over New York City. Easy, Texans, easy, easy. All right, we'll give you five more seconds to get your votes in. Five, four, three, two, one. And it looks like Austin wins at 33, 34. New York City's just behind you. Would you like me to tell you what is the most hippest city in the United States of America? You ready? Hoboken, New Jersey. Hoboken, Hoboken. Was anybody born in Hoboken, New Jersey? New Jersey. Anybody born in Hoboken, New Jersey? If you were, you have to yell out because I'm not going to be able to see your hand. Anybody? Anybody? Nobody was born in Hoboken. Too bad I was going to give out a cut the, cut the line pass for anybody who was born in Hoboken. It doesn't work now, Andy. Somebody tried that in the first service too. It's not working now. Okay, Hoboken, New Jersey. All right, let's talk about something else about pressure, right? The pressure of the world that puts on us. Who here does Pinterest? 
Who here does Pinterest? Oh my gosh, loud and proud, this guy right over here. That's awesome. <laughs> loud and proud. That's, that's good, man. That's good. Good. Like it. Pinterest. Pinterest, right? There it is. You all know what it is. I'm going to read you the definition of Pinterest right off the wiki website. Can I? Here we go. Pinterest is a free website that requires registration to use. Users can upload, save, sort, and manage images known as pins in other media content, videos and images, through collections known as pin boards. All right, you Pinterest users, does that sound about right? A little louder. Yes. Okay. Excellent. All right. Uh, that's just kind of a matter of fact version. Let me give you a fuller version of what Pinterest is really all about. Okay. You ready? Pinterest is a visually driven social media platform strategically designed for nonstop 24 hour a day, seven day a week reminders that your kids are not as well dressed as your neighbors. Your house is decorated like garbage. The pictures you take on your own for it are comparatively artless. You did a terrible job planning your wedding. And you live a generally tedious, monotonous, painfully dull existence that is slowly draining the life out of you, unlike everyone else in your life whose lives are categorically awesome at all times. That's Pinterest. Woo, man. That's pressure. You want to be a certain person, right? And you feel the pressure of trying to do that and you're failing. And then you look at, you know, all this stuff on Pinterest and Facebook and all. You're like, oh, man, everybody's living this awesome life. What's wrong with me? I want to show you a few pictures off of Pinterest. I think that you'll find them uh, very helpful. Let's look at our screen. What we got there, Myron? There is a minion. <laughs> the top minion is the one that your friend made. And then you tried to copy it. There's your minion on the bottom. You see what I'm saying? Okay, Myron, let's check out the next one. All right, now this is hard to see. That's a hedgehog. All right, the bottom one is a little dark, but it looks like the devil, okay? It didn't quite turn out the right way. How about the third one there, Myron? All right, look here. That's your friend's baby on the left. That's your baby over here on the right. All right. Hey, man. Why are you doing that to your baby? Come on now. This is a deal. My goodness. Let's give another one, okay? All right, look. You wanted to make a snowman. You wanted to make a snowman, and th there's your friend's snowman, and there's your blob right, right there. We got another one, Myron? Let's see. Oh, yeah, Cookie Monster. That's a really cool looking cookie monster up top, and this down below, that's you. That's you. You're the cookie monster. I think we have one last one. Let's check this out. So your sister had a baby, and she had this idea, right? She put her baby. That's her baby on the left. There's your baby on the right. Man, it looks like the goblin just scared him to death, right? So we're trying to live up to a certain standard. We want to be a certain person, certain people, right? And we're trying so very hard, and there's so much pressure on us. And you know what God says? God says there's a better way. There's a better way. If you would prioritize the Holy Spirit in your life, I will help you. Matter of fact, there's no way you can become the person you're supposed to be. There's no way that you can become the person that Jesus Christ wants and has planned for you to be without the power of the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit, the influence of the Holy Spirit, is not going to happen in your life unless the Holy Spirit becomes a priority for you. So look what it says in Zechariah. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Could you say that last part with me where it starts with not? Would you just do that right? One, two, three. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. I forget the Holy Spirit in my life. That's what I find I do. I forget. I forget. You would think I wouldn't forget. You think that I, I would know, right? I'm supposed to be a pastor. I would remember the Spirit's work. But I forget. Do you forget? Like, I never forget to get dressed in the morning. 
and I walk out in a bad dream or something like that. But I do forget the work of the Spirit. And what Jesus tells me is I need to be clothed with the power of the Spirit. And I was just trying to think this past week, what, what, what could I do to keep myself in a constant reminder of prioritizing the Spirit? Now, every time now that I clothe myself or I look down at my clothes, here's what I'm going to begin to do. Maybe, maybe you'll think that this is helpful for you too. I'm, I've got to find some triggers for me. I'm just going to say as I clothe myself and as I look at my clothes, clothe me, Holy Spirit. Clothe me. Clothe me. I need your power. All day long, 100 times a day if I have to. Clothe me. I need your power. I need your influence in my life. And we're going to talk next week. Next week is going to be really critical because we're going to talk about how does that begin to play out in our lives and on what time frame does that begin to play out. But we need to prioritize the Holy Spirit. Some of us, oh my gosh, this is me. I try so hard to be a better person, to be that person who's more loving, patient, and kind, and disciplined, and all of those things, those traits that I so badly want. And the harder I try, it seems sometimes I, I, I fall so hard. Is anybody with me? Like I try so hard, and, I, and Jesus is saying, make the spirit a priority. I want to read you this story. I, I, just, I read this story recently, actually. It's about a guy uh, here in, in D.C. He's a musician, and a very gifted musician, a professional musician, plays the guitar. And he just felt that he had become so selfish and so rude to people that one day it just kind of awakened to him. He says, you know what? I got to change. I got to do something that is selfless. I got to give. I got to get beyond myself. And so he had, he had seen something in the paper about a homeless gentleman that had passed away, and it said where the, it said where, what funeral home it was using. So he called up the local funeral home, and he says, look, no charge. I want to come and I just want to, I want to play. And he's, listen, listen, as a musician, he's going to play to nobody, basically. I mean, the guy had no family, so he's not going to get any money. There's not going to be any crowd listening to him. He just wants to come and play. Well, the funeral director says, hey, look, this is, this is great. It's, it's great you're going to do that. I just want to let you know the funeral is going to be in West Virginia, all right, now he's got the triple whammy. There's no, there's no money for this, and there's not going to be anybody listening to this awesome musician who's used to playing in front of crowds of people. And now he's got to go to West Virginia, a place that he's never you know, been before. Not anything against anybody who's from West Virginia, but you know, come on now, all right? <laughs> so, uh, so, all right. I want to read you what he wrote, because he got lost along the way. And he's trying, listen, he's trying so hard. He's trying so hard to be a better person. So this is what he says. I finally arrived an hour late. I saw the funeral director had already left and the hearse was nowhere in sight. Only the grave diggers remained and they were eating lunch. I felt badly and apologized to the men for being late. I went to the side of the grave and I looked down and saw that the vault lid was already in place. I didn't know what else to do, so I started to play. The workers put down their lunches and began to gather around. I played my heart and soul out for this man with no family and friends. I played like I never played before for this homeless man. And as I played Amazing Grace, the workers began to weep. They wept. I wept. We all wept together. When I finished, I packed up my guitar and started for my car. Though my head hung low, my heart was full. As I opened the door to my car, I heard one of the workers say, I've never seen nothing like that before, and I've been putting in septic tanks for 30 years. 
are you serious? You, you try so hard. You feel, do you feel that way? You ever feel that way? I mean, you're trying so hard. Not by might, not by power. I mean, you're giving, you're digging down deep. You're going to be good. You're going to hold your tongue. You're going to be patient. You're going to be kind. You're going to be self-controlled. You're working so hard, and then boom, right? Septic tank. Is anybody, is anybody, anybody? I'm there, like, almost on a daily basis. And, and what Jesus, what the Bible was saying to us here is there is, there is a better way that God can help us to become the people that we really want to become. Now, here's what Jesus Christ says in Luke 24. This is really important words about the priority of the Holy Spirit. He says this, right? Luke 24, I'm going to send you what my father promised. We're going to talk all about that next week, about the promise, about the guarantee from God, about what my father promised. But notice this word, stay. Can you say stay with me? One, two, three, stay, stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So you've been clothed, you've been clothes on. So what happens, everybody? I got this suit jacket right here, right? I looked like a waiter a few seconds ago, right? Didn't I? Now what I look like changes me. I mean, I look like the mater d' or at least a customer, right? Right? So it changes. Here's what happens when the Holy Spirit clothes you. It changes you. Changes you. And what I'm trying to do throughout the next three weeks is I'm trying to remember that every time I clothe myself, that I remember to say, Holy Spirit, clothe me. And every time I look at my clothes throughout the day, Holy Spirit, clothe me because I need your power because you need to be a part of my life because I can't do this on my own. Look what Jesus says in Acts chapter 1. He says, do not leave. Do not leave Jerusalem. You're not ready, disciples. You spent three years with me. You saw me die on a cross, and I've been raised from the dead, and you're still not ready. The defining factor is the priority of the Holy Spirit. Do not leave, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Wait. Why does somebody wait for anything? Because it's important. Why does somebody wait for anything? Because it's important. Something's important to you. If somebody asked you to wait around for a couple hours so they could give you a penny, you'd be gone in seconds. If somebody asked you to wait around all week long to camp out in an office waiting to hand you a check for a million bucks, you'd have zero problem with it, wouldn't you? Right? It's like, no, I'll wait here all month, man. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Whatever you need. Why? Because it's a huge priority. And Jesus says, wait. His way. So I'd like you to write this down. It's really important. So what this entire message is about. Here is how everything begins about you becoming the person that you want to become and about the person that Jesus Christ has planned for you to become, and that is to make the Holy Spirit your priority. To make the Holy Spirit your priority. So I want to tell you just a brief story. If you're new to Grace, you, you probably don't know this, but uh, other people do. The music team's going to come up now because they're going to help us lead in this song at the end. Look, we have this dog at home, right? I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like the dog. Everybody knows I don't like the dog, okay? The dog has honored status. Like if there was a fire, there is no question in my mind who my wife is pulling out of the house first. It's going to be dog first. Well, it's going to be kid's dog, and then it's going to be me last. I, I have come to peace with that. I've got, I'm, at, I'm at peace with that. 
So, so you know how cold it was this past winter? Remember how freezing, freezing, freezing cold it was? So we would come home sometimes, some nights, you know, very late, whatever, we're doing all kinds of stuff. And my wife, Krista, my wonderful, beautiful wife, Krista, would say, hey, the, the dog, the dog's name is Butterscotch. The, the dog has been home for all these hours and she's going to explode. She's got to go to the bathroom, right? Please, let her out. And she'll say, look, she, she won't go to the bathroom right away. So you actually have to walk down the steps with her and you have to stand there until she goes to the bathroom. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're about ready to explode because you have to go to the bathroom, don't you have to go to the bathroom by yourself? How stupid is this dog? How dumb is this dog that, that I would have to stay there and she, she doesn't even know how to go. So I go and I go out and it's like zero degrees and I'll walk onto the porch and I'll get ready to step down the steps and I say to myself, there's no way that I'm going to stand out here and I come back in. And the problem is with that is that my wife, Krista, hears the door open and close and she hears me come back in. And so she'll say to me, did the dog go to the bathroom? And in that moment, I seriously think about lying. I'm not joking with you. I'm very, I'm very honest. I, think, I mean, how bad could it be, right? So, uh, but I don't. And then another thought comes in, just go to bed. Let the dog, the dog has this nice warm furry coat on. It'll be okay, right? But I don't, I don't. I go back out, I walk down the steps, and I stand there in zero degree temperature, sometimes for four and five eternity minutes. I stand there, I stand there. And I want to ask you why. Why do I do that? Is it because that dog's a priority for me? I'm telling you, absolutely not. There's no priority with that dog. My wife is a priority to me. She's a priority to me. Is Jesus Christ a priority to you? Because Jesus says that we should wait on the Spirit. Jesus says we can't live this life we're supposed to live without the Holy Spirit. Jesus says the Holy Spirit changes everything, and therefore the Holy Spirit needs to be a priority for us in our lives. We're going to sing this song in this moment which talks about Spirit lead me. Spirit lead me. I want you to think about this as we sing that song. Spirit clothe me. Lead me. Clothe me with your power. Change me. Help me to become that person I truly long to be. Now, I want to say one last thing before we stand and sing. You all know the prayer team is always against this wall over here. I've been asking them to pray about this all week long that the Holy Spirit would clothe everybody who comes over here for prayer. Clothe you. For some of you, this is going to be the difference in the world. For some of you, you're going to pray today sincerely. You're going to, you're going to, in your weakness before God, you're going to say, you know what, I can't do this. I've tried really hard. I can't do it. I need you to clothe me. And it's going to be a defining moment for you in your life. Some of you are going to do that. The Holy Spirit is going to come down. He's going to be, empower you and change you and clothe you. You're going to begin to see the world a different way. Jesus says, this is everything. This is everything. So let's stand and let's sing, Spirit, lead me. As we sing this song, after I'm done praying, as we sing this song, if you want to go over and have somebody pray with you now, feel free to do whatever, okay? But whatever you do, I hope that the Holy Spirit for the next three weeks will become the priority in your life because it'll change your world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Jesus, that you did not leave us as orphans, but your spirit is amongst us here. And if we call out to you, if we make you, Holy Spirit, a priority in our life, you will clothe us with power and help us to become the people that we want to be and Jesus has planned for us to be. May you come down now and clothe us in your power and change our lives and change our world. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to this week's message. Grace Community Church, a church for people who don't go to church, meets on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. in Arlington, Virginia. Connect with us anytime at trygrace.org.